Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Clint Childress joins us from Spiceland, Indiana, where he was recently appointed the newly created role of Director of Residential Markets for Draper, manufacturer of commercial shades, projection screens, AV lifts, and AV mounts and structures. Clint joined Draper in 2000 and has served as a window shade product specialist and green buildings coordinator. A certified lead AP, he was recently solar control solutions manager where his task was to design solutions for exterior, interior, and custom shading needs. He also helped develop and coordinate shade integration controls. Clint Childress, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, quite a mouthful of uh, titles I've had here and duties I've had here in my uh, 22 years for sure. Yeah, unfortunately, I stumbled a little bit through those titles. I, I, uh, I'm usually a little bit more practiced than that, but uh, we, we got through it. And uh, I, I see that you are, based on that intro, a career Draper guy. My Don Draper jokes are super outdated now, so we'll avoid <laughs> those. But uh, let's start from the start. Um, you and I both grew up in Indiana, so that's that's cool. I love I love fellow Hoosiers in my interviews. And um, you went to Pendleton Heights High School. I see I went to North Central High School. Um, not super far away in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, and, and then you went to Wabash College before settling in at Draper for 22 years. You're a lifer. W- what got you to Draper out of college? What was your uh, connection to the company? Were you an intern there or anything before? Or did you just happen to find a good starting job? Well, it, it sort of ties a little bit into the company culture. So Draper is a fairly low-key type of company, not flashy or showy, even, even locally around here in a lot of ways. And um, I was senior uh, looking to what to do in the job market. And my mother, who who lived in Newcastle, said, you know, there's a guy who lives two doors up from us. Um, He works for this company called Draper. I think he does sales or something there. I really don't know. His name's John Pigeon. Well, John Pigeon was the president of of Draper for many years, is now chairman of the board. (laughs) I think he does sales. Yeah. yeah. And so I just wrote in uh, on a whim to to John before I had even graduated. And and John invited me in for an interview. And I interviewed. I even had a job offer and everything right before I uh, graduated. So I I graduated, took a week off to move my stuff out of school, and then started a a week after graduation here at Draper. And um, yeah, found a pretty good fit. Been here for now a little over 22 years. And what was it you were... um... It looked like a basically kind of a liberal arts um, degree there, so to speak, Um, stuff that I could relate to as a journalist, journalism grad. Um, What was your focus and study there at Wabash that uh, that you saw the Draper was a good fit? Well, I was a history, political science uh, um, major in history, political science minor. Those were my studies. Now. Uh, during my summers, my work summers, um, in that sort of late 90s there, there was a lot of money, grant money going into schools to um, do upgrades on technology. So my summer uh, job for, for three of the four uh, years I was going to college was to go into schools, rip out all the old wiring, put in new wiring, do low voltage wiring, high voltage wiring, set up all the new computer labs that they were building during that time. And so when I applied for here and talked about that kind of background, I had a pretty good knack for reading technical documents, understanding, and then communicating those out. 
on, on what that meant. Basically reading something very technical and being able to communicate it in a very simple way. And at that time, Draper was smaller in shades. We've been in shades since 1902, but we didn't have much of a commercial footprint at that time. Uh, we were starting out and we didn't have much of a motorized shade program. So I was tasked with starting the motorized shade program, developing that program, getting technical documents put together, supporting that and starting the, the technical groups and sort of my first phases here uh, when I was with Draper as a, as a product specialist in my early years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm starting to sort of piece this together. That, that sounds like a huge undertaking, first of all, but also, when I think about my two trips to Draper headquarters, because again, hour or so up the street from where I live, um, I first th thought on that is that Spiceland is it's, it's a really small town and Draper is pretty much the town and it just it's a really unassuming approach. And then you get to this big facility there and it's a bunch of good, wholesome Hoosiers working in this place, just doing their job. And I, I, I really felt comfortable there, but it seemed like what you really looked at in those early years, probably a lot of fabric type operation there with the shades and the, and the screens, less on the techie motorized sort of mechanical side, maybe at that point in the early years or early. Yeah. Years. Yeah. We were probably about one twentieth of the size we are now in the shade department to give you an idea when I started here and it was very much manual, very little motorization. So starting to, to, to develop that was, was tasked me. And I worked with different motor and control companies at that time, developed relationships in the industry, started building that up. And when you're a young 22, 23 year old kid, 24, you know, in those early years, you learn a lot through errors and mistakes that you made. So luckily the company gave me a, a lot of leeway to do a lot of learning and get this going. But um, we were able to, I think, find a way to connect to people, develop a program. And, and one of my big tenets is to keep it simple. I think in a lot of, especially the shade technology world for, for a lot of customers, it gets to be a little bit too confusing, too difficult to buy. So it's always been our task and, and, our, and our goal in, in, in the things that I've operated in, keep it simple on the tech side. People can understand simple and they like it to be reliable, something that they can trust that they're not going to have problems on. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of, you're talking about shades, not having motorized shades, but that really wasn't that well, widespread anyway at that point so you were getting in at the yeah. time when that just kind of getting started and companies that uh, have become known as motorized shades companies were just really getting started as well so um the then you're you're, you're a very diverse company too because i remember the oddity of um some some like high school gym equipment, like basketball goals and things being manufactured or supplied as well out of Draper. So there's some diverse type of product offerings there in that company. Um, but, but you go into something that really is a good fit because you've got the projection screen technology, you've got the, the shades mm -hmm. or products, and then you just update it to the motorized. So um, when, about, when did you actually start supplying motorized shades to, to the, I guess the professional channel probably was where you would go with that first. You weren't going direct to consumer ever at that point, right? No, we've never done really direct to consumer sales. So our motorized shade sales were more, more to that um, uh, school dealer, commercial uh, um, dealer. We did offer them to the um, 
integrator channel uh, to those that were doing home theaters, as we called it back in the day. Mm -hmm. And but we never really developed a program. So it was always uh, fits and starts for that. And now some people have been with us for a long time in that market. But this is a little bit different where we're at today. And now we're developing a specific program. Uh, that's one of the things that I'm tasked with, one of the things that we're looking to develop. And that's to get a program developed that fits the needs of this channel. Mm -hmm. it's, we've evolved over time. As you mentioned, back in the early 2000s, this wasn't something or a product line that a lot in that integrator channel were looking at. Well, that's changed uh, a lot. A lot of things have changed in, in 20 years, but that's one of them. And uh, when uh, we started off, or when I started off 22 years ago with the company, just trying to get more motorized sales going, we had a lot of success in the commercial channel, getting mm. specified, getting on some big projects, developing our motor and control lineup, which I've uh, done a lot of work there on, going after some large projects. Because I remember 20, 30 motorized shades was a big job in the early 2000s. Then it became two or 300. And now it's a thousand plus. And wow. so uh, for the commercial projects that we've done, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're working on a project right now, YouTube headquarters, which is a significant project with over a thousand motorized shading systems on it. Wow. Okay. That, that's impressive. Now, so you, uh, I, I know in the, the release about your um, promotion that Randy Reese, director of AV sales and marketing referenced last year's big pro uh, introduction of Draper at home, which unfortunately at CDA 2021, very small, uh, lightly attended show local basically for Draper and for me, but, uh, not, not the, not the biggest platform to make your big debut there with the Draper at home program. But what was the, um, just to remind our audience what the Draper at home was, a kind of the goal of that program is, and then how you're kind of building off of that with your promotion there and uh, driving more uh, business into that that space. Sure, I, really what we're doing there is saying, we're now gonna develop something for you. We okay. have products, we have products we think are interesting, but we are taking kind of what we currently make today and now just announcing it to this group and announcing a new dedicated sales effort. And some of the unique things that this channel in particular we thought would gravitate towards is our exterior product offering. We have a very diverse exterior product offering of zip shades, um, imported partner products such as exterior Venetian blinds, custom solutions, a whole unique range of products there. We're even developing some new products like a new tension zip system that we're looking to, to get launched. And then we took our standard interior product offering. Now, as I come on board, it's to put more of an effort into that, make it even more focused on what it has been as we start also introducing new products like our flex style uh, motorized shade system, which is built for the residential market. It has an aesthetic bracket design, open roll, uh, hem pocket details that all fit the residential market more. So we're starting to make those steps, starting to make that product design effort along with internal sales efforts, marketing efforts to better support, be a better partner for all of those in this uh, channel that for years, I think have, have looked for somebody that has the history, the custom ability, who has the, the trust factor there 
to bring some unique innovation into this uh, market. Great. We will continue our conversation with Clint Childress after the break. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Ultraco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Clint Childress, Director of Residential Markets for Draper. Um, you're just talking about customization, and I know that's a big deal for you. You partner as well as customize within your facility there in Spiceland. So um, when you're, I guess, like you talked about the exterior product and how there's some partnerships there. That, that may be one just to reference the, the design um, aesthetic there that maybe something you you saw that you couldn't, didn't want to steal, <laughs> so to speak, you wanted to, you know, partner with somebody that was already doing something great. Can you remind me about what that product was? Cause I saw it at CD. It's a, it's a bit of a blur a year ago. Um, and so what, yeah. Why partner on that product again? Yeah. The metal Venetian blind. Um, right. Well, when we, when we went to exterior product lines, we, we have a lot of manufacturing equipment here as you saw to make fabric shading systems. And we can do some metal shading systems too, but those thinner, more specific um, metal Venetian blinds, there's not a setup for those in the United States. So we see a demand though. There's a There's been a growing demand for some uh, large, this being a three to five inch aluminum slat blade that goes on the exterior to control light because you can finally tilt it, control that light coming in. And we went to the largest producer of them in the world, Verema, who's based in Germany and worked with them. And now we're the North American distributor of that product line. So uh, we can handle those unique partner products coming from Europe, as well as some other partner products from Europe. Some uh, what we call a rack arm system, or we call it flex louver on our website, uh, some specialty zip products, stuff that we want to make here, such as a sideways draw, uh, drawing zip or a, or a curved uh, zip that can curve and go around sideways in a left to right draw. But those are very special items. They have, they have a, a, a niche need, though, in the North American market. But we're hoping to grow the awareness of these products because we think there's a lot more opportunity especially when you're having a client that might have that particular look aesthetic, once that high end uh, type of sun control or solar control system on their facility or building or home. Right. Right. Uh, you are seeing more and more of that exterior um, residential application for shades. I guess it's just so much going to, to that home, uh, as a resort kind of design <laughs> where, where yeah. folks, especially in the, during COVID times have really invested in that part of their property because they want to spend time outdoors if they're not traveling. And um, so that's one thing, but also just, it's just that technology has gotten there where it's, I guess, weatherproof to be outdoors. Um, what, what did you see in terms of someone who was really immersed in that part of the market? 
as that developed? Like, what were some of those uh, factors that you felt kind of brought that to to the forward, to the front there? Yeah, and I mean, you hit on it when when the pandemic hit. It's really interesting, isn't it? How certain industries just were were uh, crushed, and other ones had a fire lit on, under them to, and exploded in size, right? I mean. And exterior shading was one of those that really grew in size because people were home. They decided they want to spend money and, and develop, um, or do home projects, right? And when it came to exterior, a lot of people are putting money in exterior, not just the shading systems, but exterior TVs, grills, patios, furniture. They, they have these outdoor living areas. Well, you have an outdoor living area that you may have invested a significant amount of money in. How do you protect it? How do you use it, especially in Indiana where we're at, what, maybe five, six months out of the year, you can comfortably use it and then remove the rainy days. It's, it's maybe a little less than that. Well, with the exterior shading system, you've dev- you, you spent all that money. You've invested that money. Now you can use it 10 months, 11 months out of the year with a heater system out there, maybe even year-round. So that's where we really saw an increase. And, and we've noticed, though, that now that people are buying it, people didn't even know these things existed, right? They had no concept that an exterior zip shade was something that existed. And now they see it. They see their neighbors having it. And now we see it just increasing. It's having that little bit of a snowball effect. And it's been interesting to see the growth in that. And we've expanded the product offering. We've worked on expanding production. We've done a lot of different things to capitalize on this uh, demand in the marketplace and, and developing a premium product, one that we wind tunnel tested. I, I flew down to Florida International University and I sat there in a wind tunnel for three days, just breaking apart our product to understand it and be able to trust it and be able to give homeowners this, hey, you've invested on some, into something and we've invested into it too to make sure it's the best product possible. Yeah, we, we keep talking about the zip shade and I, I don't know if everyone in the audience knows exactly what that means. Can you explain uh, what the category zip shade, th- the, that part of the category sure. is? Yeah, so that's probably the most common outdoor product now. So th- there's outdoor shading products, roller shades that are just vertical gravity drop systems. Right. These vertical gravity drop systems used to just have guide wires on the side, which were fine. That, that holds a hem bar in place, but around 15 mile per hour winds, that hem bar raises, the fabric comes in. It, it only is there for sun protection. Well, the zip shade has an actual half of a zipper seamed to the edge of the fabric, and it connects to a channel. And it doesn't interlock like zippers on your clothes. What there is is there's a retainer in the um, channel and the teeth of the zipper drop into that retainer groove and they're too big to pass through the retainer mouth opening. So you have that edge capture. Hmm. So it's basically an exterior shade with an edge capture on it. So the shade, it has weight tensioning it down at the bottom, a roller holding it at the top, and then zipper teeth locked into a channel or a retainer on the left and right. So that way all four directions, the fabric's being held and it kills airflow um, prevents normal rainwater from coming in. And when you kill that airflow, you can now put on an AC unit in that space or a furnace. Really popular in restaurants right now because they could, uh, we, we ran a little case study and with one restaurant, we put a little YouTube video together and they talked about how it doubled their seating. Hmm. And before 
they weren't able to use that space as much as they wanted. And what that meant is less revenue coming in. Well, you make this investment, you can keep that outdoor space open more often, keep that revenue uh, going and, and make a high return on investment on those zip shades. And you mentioned flex style for that's an interior product, correct? Yeah. So that's our new um, interior product shading product has a nice decorative bracket design and open roll system for motors only that being battery, low voltage or high voltage, any of those three uh, types of motors has a very decorative, sleek look to it. Uh, there are several different colors that it comes in. Um, some pa uh, painted colors as well as um, finished colors like a brushed nickel and, and a gold color where you don't have any visible fasteners and we're hiding the um, wires for an AC motor or low voltage motor. So that's a, a trend as well interior wise is that you used to have to kind of, if you really wanted to look elegant, you had to kind of build those shades into a ceiling soffit or some hide, hide it in some way that involved a lot of labor. Now you make the shade elegant in itself just in that housing, right? So it looks like it fits in the room. It, it's, it's a design element now. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, the people have in some markets still, they want the fabric wood cornices. They want those types of features, but we notice this growing demand for what we call an open role where they want to see everything, but because they want that simple, that minimalistic type of design. And that's uh, pretty in vogue right now. And that was something that we decided we, we could spend some time on something that we could do to expand the market is develop some easy to install simple bracket sets uh, to improve uh, the uh, offering uh, that people have when they're looking for interior shades. Now, when you're setting up a dealer as you develop this residential channel, uh, as, as you go into your new role here, um, mm -hmm. are you... Are you offering like a line of fabric styles? Is there a book that they, they would get if they were a dealer with you on the residential side? Um, how does that work? Do they, do they set up a, a showroom with a certain kind of display setup, or um, what would you say there? Yeah, so we do, have, we do have fabric books and fabric offering sample decks. We're working on improving those. That's one area where I'd like to, that's one of the things that's on high on my task list, improving our sample offering. We have eight by 10 inch samples available to send out um, on a moment's notice. Uh, we, so we can support that aspect. And some people usually keep an array of those. Uh, but then we have fabric uh, books as well. And we're going to look to improve all that. I think uh, as people have given us feedback, as we've introduced those, we've had those going for a little bit of time now, people have asked us, well, this or that would be better. And we're taking that input. It's one of the things that I think we do well is we listen to what people say. If people say we don't like this or that, okay, let's see what we can do to improve that. And that's one of the areas where people have given us a lot of uh, thoughts and ideas on this is how they sell. This is what they would like to see. And uh, those changes are coming and uh, certainly high on my to-do list in my new position. And, and if you had to describe for a, a residential integrator, that's our primary audience, if um, they were considering either changing shading um, suppliers or partners or getting into you know, motorized shades for the first time, what's uh, kind of your value proposition versus the competition, would you, would you say on that one? Sure. Well, I think there's a few things that make Draper unique. I think one is that we have a, a nice staff of, of technical support staff, sales support staff, 
and our, our company culture is, is to create partnerships. Uh, so we want to be there to support you, make sure that you are able to learn the product, be profitable with the product, and, and grow with the product. And we have uh, some top-notch salespeople, top-notch technical group, and then the, the breadth of products that we have from battery-operated interior to uh, zip shades on the exterior and are able to offer a wide range of fabrics and products and make sure that you are able to feel comfortable with the product is, is important because uh, I think some people, they don't go to the degree of engineering that we go to. We're not so much a fabricator. We're a manufacturing place where we have design engineers. We manufacture the product. We take our own designs. We assemble it. We put it together. And we're constantly looking to tweak, improve, and make a better product. Everything from the little details of how it gets packaged and delivered to you um, to the instructions, how those lay out, and the support staff on the back end. And then we can deliver fairly quickly, too. I mean, 10, two to four weeks, so 10 to 20 working days, most of all of our shading products uh, fall into that category of shipping. So we can deliver fast and we can support you and I think have a very broad offering to help you grow your shading business. Well, that, that delivery time is a big deal these days, isn't it, with uh, yeah. supply chain delays and everything. So that's a, that's a really good uh, difference maker for sure. Um, one of the things I forgot to ask you about in your bio is uh, your LEED AP um, accreditation or certification. Um, what What is that uh, and what does that accomplish for you within the Draper environment? Yeah, so when green buildings were, were coming around in the early days of the USGBC, the U.S. Green Building Council, it was a little bit of, of, a, of a, an interesting market. We weren't sure what that meant for us. So I took the role as uh, the, the green buildings coordinator and leading our efforts into that market because uh, we weren't sure what that would mean for us. And, and over time, we, we have evolved to create HPDs and certain um green practices in our production and HPDs on certain products. We've worked with our fabric suppliers mainly on that. Hmm. But it's been interesting to see how buildings have evolved. And you can see probably pre that green building launch in the early 2000 and post a major change in the amount of glazing on buildings. It used to be very much uh, smaller punched openings um, uh, minimize the amount of natural light coming in to a building to now a lot of people want a lot of glass. They want a lot of glass, which is great for us in the shading industry. <laughs> the more glass you have, the more shading needs you have. And we've noticed a, a big trend in that direction over the last uh, 15 years. Well, and I, I guess just to wrap up, I, I felt like we've gotten to know you a lot better and uh, the company a lot better. And uh, the next next thing up on the schedule is our Cedia Expo annual convention uh, at the end of September in Dallas. And we'll get to um, meet face to face there, get to see the booth. What can you say to preview what folks might see who are attending Cedia and come to the Draper booth? Yeah, so you're going to see our line of uh, flextile products. You're going to see exterior products. If you're around on Friday, I'm actually giving a, um, a training session on exterior products uh, that uh, will be happening on Friday morning. And um, a, a lot of integration aspects as well. Sompi is our partner on the motor and control side for this market. 
And uh, we've been working with them a lot. And I've worked with them personally a lot in the last 20 years and helping make some changes and improvements in the product lineup. And uh, we are going to continue to do that for this market. And you're going to see uh, we're going to have a party with Sanfi on Thursday night. And uh, you'll see details on that event as well. And, and we're hoping to see everybody there. Make sure that we get all their questions asked or answered that they may ask and uh, grow together in this market and help uh, them reach new levels. Well, that's great. Looking forward to it, Clint. I'll definitely stop by and say hello and, and check out all the new stuff. So thanks so much for taking the time out and uh, good luck getting ready for Cedia. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Clint Childress is Director of Residential Markets for Draper in Spiceland, Indiana. You can learn more about Draper's shades, projection screens, AV lifts, AV mounts, and etc. at draperincorporated.com or visit them at Cedia Expo in Dallas at booth 23081. And that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine or to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.